3: And it's just after 6 o'clock, Tuesday. Ooh, Tuesday into our last week, the 13th of December. Hope you're up and about, get ripping into your day, ready to get your coffee on board and stay tuned for the next three hours. Going to give a good morning to the team up there in Tamaki Makoto. Neeps, Joe, good to have you back, Aroha. Good to see you, Louis and Kempe. Morena. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Morena Bay how's things, uh, geez, it's quite nice today actually, it was steaming yesterday, steaming hot in the afternoon walking up uh, Ponsonby Road and, and sitting outside having a, a couple of bewas and some food for tea last night, it was really really nice man, so maybe that weather's uh, finally come up from Ōtutahi eh? hit the Auckland <laughs> Shores, because we've had
3: some rain up here man, it's been unbelievable. Well, wow, it ain't here, it ain't here, Kempe, so it must be there, must be there in in Auckland, mate um, Yeah, not good day here as well, brother, good day, we just um, got some things done, busy old day Getting ready before we shoot off, just getting all the household things sorted before we head up to Gizzy you get for old, a couple of weeks You get the old Bradman in, mate, on the old, on the old new cooker, <laughs> did you? I saw that Oh, Brad... Yeah, Brad, come over. We had, uh, obviously, our wedding anniversary, eight years yesterday. So, um, yeah, had a bit of a a a bit of a celebration last night. A couple of friends come over, and I've got this new cooker. And it's so good, the St. Louis Bronco. And it's, mate, took forever to put together, so I can only understand why it cooks so well. <laughs> and uh, it's so good. It's a charcoal. It's got the old chimney. So what I did, um, we just reverse... Said um, these two tomahawk steaks and then um, ramped it right up. Put a chicken in as well, hung a chook in there, put some wood chips on it. Got the smoky flavour and then uh, had some beef. And we had some chicken, we had some salads, potato salad, uh, just a real like Caesar salad and a couple of bits of garlic bread. So we smashed that and then my wife, unbeknown to me, had made a dessert. And this dessert was out the gate. What was it? It was like a it was like a banana banoffee pie Yum. with passion fruit and oh, little class. bits of little bits of Oreo like a biscuit base mm. down but down below. It was honestly with caramel with caramel. Oh mate, I didn't. Whatever it was, by far probably one of my favourite dessert I've had of hers, and it was so good. So, that, we just had a nice day celebrating. Um, Eight years, mate. Congratulations. Years. I got man. married eight years ago. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, it's Flowing boy. Yeah, I don't know she's It's all allowed, ahead of you. <laughs> it's, it's all ahead. Hey. Kimpy, don't I don't I don't appreciate it when you write on my post send it a spec savers, bro. <laughs> oh Kimpy. come on mate come on
2: you know what i mean
3: (laughs) oh mate don't worry there's plenty of those the worst thing about that photo the worst thing about that photo is i keep looking at i'm like wow you were a neck you were a neck daggy you were jawline skinny ass you know and you look young and i'm like wow if only New Year's me. Put it on New the Year's fridge, resolution,
2: mate. boys. Put it on the fridge because every time you walk to it, you'll close the door. You'll leave it closed. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But then I just spoke
3: about all that food, Kippi, and it's so good. But nah, that was a good day. It was a good it day. It was of a good food. day. But uh, the
2: food. I will tell you what, you go to Cotto up in mm. up in K Road. Uh, it was a pop up back in back in the day. It's been open for years now, but it just opened as a pop up um, originally. Yeah. And the food is out the gate. It's a Tappers type um, setup. And we just had, we had a couple of little dishes last night before we went in and watched our girl. She was doing a, a singing production. And um, yeah, man, I'll tell you what, the food, I haven't been there for a little while, is still good. Very, yeah. very good. So you get a chance next time you're up, you take Daisy to Cotto, mate, on, on K Row. Good setup. And sit inside, mate, looking back over the. Over the motorway. Um, okay. It's a really, really cool little spot. So good to hear that you uh, you celebrated with Daisy yesterday, your, your your wedding anniversary, and she made you that beautiful, beautiful dessert. Brad, cooking the meat,
3: he's obviously the man with the
2: meat, eh? He understands how to get it oh. nice and juicy.
3: He does. He does a good beef. Does a good steak, and then I, uh, I did the chicken. So we had a good team effort. And um, Grace's partner made the salad. So no, we had a we had a good day. The worst thing is, it's her birthday tomorrow. So double double celebration. <sighs> it all comes in <laughs> three days, mate. We got engaged on the thirteenth. We got married on the twelfth, and it's her birthday on the fourteenth. So she's all go. She's all go these next couple of days. So we'll be celebrating eating lots, and then I've got to come up and see you, mugs. But anyway, that's all right. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the boys. Looking forward to it. Thursday, Friday. Oh, Friday. Can't wait to see Neeps DJing. Here we go. Boys, big show today. Uh, plenty going on in the NFL at the moment. Mid season trades that have provided their worth, but some that haven't panned out. Aaron Sharks um, is going to come on the show and have a chat to us about all things NFL. My Panthers got a win over the weekend, but the Buccaneers got absolutely destroyed by Joey B's 49ers, so he'll be happy. The Broncos with the Russell Wilson trade, Baker Mayfield going and doing what he has been hoping to do since he made the NFL and providing some of his worth for the Rams the Rams, he's been everywhere already. So we're talking to NFL after seven. We've got the Bay of Plenty golf team. They won the interprovincial national-provincial golf tournament over the weekend. Their first time since 2012. Mitchell Cale, the Bay of Plenty number one, will join us at 7.40 to talk us through it. The celebrations, the final round, taking on Aucklanders number one, Joshua Baye, and beating him. All they needed was a half, but he went out there and did it. Even better fashion. Well done. Looking forward to that one. And then after eight, Colin Mainsbridge. As yesterday, the Crusaders were named Australasia's Team of the Year for the second time running. They raised a wee bit of money. They got a bit of a a check out of that too that's going to go towards the long-run charity that's uh, taking place in January. 150-odd laps around... It's about 150-odd K that they're going to run. And... uh, The guy, um, Louie, what's his name? Aaron Webby. Webby. Webby, Webby, who ran it last year. We had him on the show. Uh, He's um, all part of that. And they're asking me to go run a few laps too. And I said, oh, I need to go for a wee job. But I'll do that. We'll get along and race bike, mate." Colin Mainsbridge, after 8 o'clock. Plenty happening. And also, 8.40, we're going to reflect on the year and play another wee interview but uh double eight double three on the timber bid bidpost text machine, can I tie phone line, oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven. Louis Herman, what mate? I feel like you've been away for three years. What are you up to?
0: <laughs> well yeah, because I didn't see you on Thursday, then I was away on Friday. Mm. And yeah, so it's been a while, Daggy. Um yeah, and I just had the family do over the weekend that we spoke about. Gee, yeah. How d- was that? Oh t- long, lots of liquid. <laughs> I'm a bit jaded. This time of year, eh, I know what you mean. You're talking about Daisy's birthday. Saturday was good, eh? Oh,
3: ripping. That was the weather Saturday.
0: (laughs) Stonking, so many craft beers. Mm. And just this time of year, it's just relentless. It's so good, though. Like, everyone just gets happier, don't they? Towards, like, it's just the spirits are high, so no, I'm fired up. Can't wait. So you're up on Friday. Can't wait for this. What have I missed? Have we got a gig Oh, yeah. Neeps is Neibs yeah. is hooking Neibs it up. Neeps is set
3: up as deck. it all up. And we're we're, we're rolling go. over at 9.01. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just for you, boys. We actually had a flat inspection a couple of weeks ago. That's why the house is so tidy. Oh, right. <laughs> Come but on, it's for us. Come on, mates. You know I mean. it's for us.
0: Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> we're the do, boys. So we're going to the uni flat for, <laughs> for a session. Yeah, good. Just like yeah. the good old days. Now, that'll be fun. Can't wait. Big, big week. And did you? Tomorrow. <laughs> How's this? We're at the Casa tomorrow <laughs> in Kempi. I
3: know. You and Kim are at the Casa in the morning. <laughs> what
2: can go wrong?
3: You got some and we you knock must off some... at eight o'clock. Yee-hee.
2: You must have some chips lying around there. You can send me away, Daddy. Surely.
3: Stay away, boys. <laughs> Stay away from that place. No, no, it'll be fun. It'll be fun because it's a big day. Football World Cup semi-finals, final four, lads. How good? Oof. Yeah.
0: Yeah. flare bar. So, because we've got the commentary. So from eight whenever it finishes, yeah. Yeah, you hear the live commentary of the semi-finals, which is so good for this time of year to hear some live sport and a massive event. And we'll be building up to it at the Flare Bar at Sky City before then. And then a week out
2: from Christmas, a week out from Christmas, and we still got a World Cup playing. It's amazing, yeah. never ending. Yeah, there's still plenty on, mate. You know, um, I'm actually looking forward to it, Daggy. I'm looking forward to getting up there. Uh, you know, getting a little bit of atmosphere, some some noise. The last time I went, England played, I went for a walk straight after it, walking downtown. But there was a heap of mm. English blokes out at 9 o'clock, <laughs> 9.30. So I had, I would have hit that part of town, 9.30, 9.40. And, yeah, no, I'd say there'd be a few. A.M. There's going to be a few. <laughs> yeah. There's going to be a few out. There'll be the plenty.
3: Football. You think, oh, the old flare bar. Six or eight. You know what I but there'll be plenty. Those football fans are absolutely loving it. Moroccan fans. Morocco okay. boys What is going oh, on They first beat my Belgian And I'm like Who's this What are you doing That's a fluke Now they're in the semi-finals, And Oh it's so good First African team ever Isn't it And a, and a good stat came
2: out That since that coach Has taken over the Moroccan side They've only allowed one goal So mm. they can defend um, you yeah, know the interesting part about that too. Sonny Bill Williams coming out yesterday saying that he's travelling over to support them, taking his family.
3: Yeah, yeah, must be nice going to Qatar. Ooh, Sonny Bill. Nah, look, it's it's awesome. It's awesome. It's a great story. Like this is one of the World Cups where you just you think the the heavy powers, the heavyweights of the of the world are going to just go go forward and take this out. Look, I I I, I hope. Look, I've already said that. I want France to win, but I, I actually genuinely want Lionel Messi to go and do what everyone's wanting him to do and finish, well, one of his... Because it wasn't it too long ago that there was actually question marks about him playing for Argentina and playing international football and, and, you know, like, potentially finishing his career without that trophy, and now he's got a genuine chance to go forward. Argentina, France, final Argentina to win it.
2: Yeah, I'm backing. I'm back in that too. I think Argentina. They did look the better team on the weekend. Um, yeah, I just, I'd, I'd like to back it just for Messi.
0: What about the possibility of back-to-back same finalists, and Croatia,
2: I know. a country
0: of what? How many people? would Croatia, have? four million. It be, wouldn't be much more than yeah. that. Four or five million. Back to back semi finals, if they make the final again tomorrow, that has got to be one of the biggest achievements in, in world sport.
2: Yep. Mm. Yep. Croatia, Mo- uh, Morocco in the final.
3: <laughs> what would that be, Payne? Oh, Leicester City. Tons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Plenty, Kempi. Plenty. Plenty. There's a, no- there's a nice, sweet power play going on in the Argentina game, lads. Oh. Um, Don't know if you've seen it. Don't know if you've seen it. Uh, Lionel Messi has scored Croatia to nil. Yeah, $5.25 boosted odds. There you go, boys. Get on. I'll tell you what I've seen. I've seen the old (laughs) old punt man. He's
0: back. (laughs) He's back. He's back. There
2: you go, Marky.
3: Marky the rig. I I got approached. I got approached by... My agents like, "Do you want to do stuff tab?" I said, "Man, I talk about them every day. Why not? Let's go." <laughs> I saw. I actually
2: saw that last late last night. That,
3: that Instagram post about the tab. I was like, oh, "Gee, okay." I thought Daniel was well, off. He's like, back. Oh, and I forgot about it. And I went into my tab. I was like, "Man, I have got five bonus bits. Oh, let's go." <laughs> Is that how <laughs> That's how they get you back in there. That's That's how I do my football thing. No, gamble responsibly, R18. Don't worry But football. Like the power plays, you go through it. Mm. There is some awesome power plays where you're like, ooh, that could happen. And that's playing juicy odds. There's plenty out there. It's good.
0: No, you're right. And actually, speaking of, TAB, shout out, because I don't know if you've seen this Christmas promotion they're doing. I got an email yesterday that's was like, click on the bauble. And then you clicked on the Christmas tree, and it said, you and I are in the drawer of wanting to win 10, one of the $10, $500 bets we're going to give away tomorrow. So I'm refreshing my emails, Paulie Mawari. And if we do, I'll be absolutely cooking up a storm. Uh, there's so much that we can get into this week later on, including the football, but lads, I have one for you.
3: Can't
1: wait question of the day. Oh!
0: We haven't mentioned him yet, but he's done it again, has he? The Wizard. I know, I
3: know, mate. Dismissed
0: him. Now. It's crazy. His sorcery, Baz McCullum. Um, he's done it again. Him and Ben Stokes. I watched. I I went to bed and I didn't wasn't sure whether they were going to get Pakistan in the end because Pakistan only needed about sixty five runs, and they had a bloke on a hundred and a bloke on about fifty odd. Mm. And Mark Wood came in bowling the armpit kind of stuff. That Izzy Dag short stuff, hundred and forty <laughs> plus clicks up at the armpit and. They did it. So the question I've got for you guys is if 2023 was the year of the bears, as 2022 was the year of the bears. who's 2023 going to belong to? Give me someone, get in your crystal ball, give me someone that's going to completely, completely go boom next year. Any sport, coach, player, musical artist, because he is, I mean, this time oh, last what? year we were sitting here with him <laughs> talking about this stuff. And now he's on an eight-game win streak with the England men. It's so surreal. I'm really struggling to understand how it's all just happened. I have to pinch myself. So if 2022 is the year of the Bears, who's 2023 going to belong to? Come on, guys. You have someone
2: for us. Kempi? I'm going to say Razor. I'm going to say Four. Razor, mate. Hits the ground running. For? For the All Blacks.
3: <laughs> <laughs> What you, you think he's going to coach the World Cup ballbacks? Oh, Ooh, I like
4: that. Yeah, You're crystal
2: balling, eh? Mate, I just like when you think that. about it, like he's not the only one, Baz, You know, like that's taken a team within twelve months and gone to the World Cup with short preparation, or taken someone over and, and turned them into champions. It's still out, still not out of the question for Fraser. Mm.
3: Oh. <laughs> what is happening with
2: Razor?
3: I, I love that. Crystal balling from you, Kempi. <laughs> I think everyone's hoping the same too, mate. Um, whether they will, you have to walk up that corridor. You have to go sort it out, boys, and see what's going on. Um, I think Ryan Fox is going to win a major this year.
5: Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've,
3: I've got a feeling. I've got a feeling, that's that Foxy is going to win a major this year. Look, I know i stopped many multis. And I hope I don't stop. But, mate, honestly, with how he's playing, obviously the last couple in Aussie don't take any notice of that. He was close to home. You know, his mind would have been different. But I just feel this is the year of the Fox to go and posh and be close and even win a major. Four chances. Ryan Fox. Win a major. I love that. Foxy,
0: the year of the fox. That's a, and he's a he's a genuine chance as well. The way he's been trending, and he, you probably look yeah. at his age and where he is getting to, it would be in the next couple of years if he was going to do it. Like he's yeah. right, he's right in that sweet spot, isn't he? Yeah, he
3: is. He's close. He's knocking on the door. He's set. He's got his family. He's got a wife training with him. He's got no pressure of money and having to find money to get to places. So the pressure's off. Now you can just continue to focus on golf, dedicate his time to golf, and I just feel like this is the year. I got one Kimpy, and I might be a year too early,
0: but I reckon he's a freak, and I'm going to back him in. Jamie Richards, because he's up in Hong Kong now. He has his base set. He's had trained winners and he's buying horses at the moment. He'll get his own horses next year. So he's, he's taken him a while. You can't just obviously take a bunch of really good horses up there. But I think in Hong Kong, when Jamie gets his own cattle with him, his own stock, he is going to go Wooshka and he will be the next Chris Waller, James McDonald kind of superstar New Zealander in the racing world globally. Jamie Richards for me.
2: Nice. Ooh,
3: it's a goodie. Goody Jamie Richards, Hong Kong, J-Mac going up and winning. Do you know how much he made off that? (laughs) Nah. It's
0: like a cool, like, 300 rack. (laughs) Hong Kong (laughs) Cup, one ride. (laughs)
3: Serious? (laughs)
0: Yeah, mate. How good Romantic Warrior good Was
2: a huge win um,
0: Text here Andrew Webster Says Mark Kempi will like this Warriors and Webster Says Kyle
2: Well we're allowed a, We're allowed a dream And yep That will set the world Alight if that does Happen next year So ooh, Come on
3: Come on We reckon They're well into The preseason, season Kempi They're well into well The preseason. Well and truly into it Well and truly into it Have you seen it. them In the sand pit uh, I've seen them in
2: the sand they went out to Bethel so I've seen all that footage and yeah it's uh, I would like to just see them fly under the radar not to say too much hit the ground running mm. don't know
3: we'll see Andrew Webster he's, he's sitting late
0: mm. yeah. can we get hope 0800 uh, 150 that's the Kenuts iPhone line who mm-hmm. thinks you're going to belong to Someone that's just going to completely go, whoa, and you're going to go, wow, look back, and and that year was an unbelievable one for them. Baz is just from where he's he's obviously been a very successful coach in the
3: IPL, but I don't know if anyone could have predicted it would have gone this well. I don't think they've won a series in Pakistan ever. First time they've been back since, since 17 years. They won in 03, I think, the last one. They won a game. I don't know if they've won a series. And like, yeah, oh man, I just couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe. It. I just kept watching it because I was in bed and my wife was watching a program. I had to keep going on Google, Google, Google to see if they won, and then they won it. And I was like, "Wow!" Can't believe. It. No, you you're t- still up? You still celebrating? <laughs> he's been up for a while <laughs> um, yeah it's great you're right they haven't
0: they hadn't and so it took 60 more than 60 years and, and in 9 months they've turned that team around from when we were watching them in the West Indies here and they look like a broken team Jonathan Agu's got a really good uh, piece in the BBC um, you can go read that It'll just fit the, from the turnaround incredible so 2023 whose year is it? Double eight, double three. text us now here's Aroha with the news for Kabota together with Shaping and Building New Zealand <laughs> Zeb, we're 27 away from 7 o'clock. Who's 2023 going to belong to? Well, actually, 2022, I suppose, could still belong to Morocco as well as Bears because the Football World Cup upset of all upsets is still alive. The dream's alive at Bunnings Trade. Helping business is our trade here to make your job easier because helping business is our trade. Tomorrow morning, it is Croatia, Argentina, Morocco, France. France lethal up front, Mbappe, Giroud, Morocco. As Kempi said, don't concede goals. So that's the state of the football World Cup. The Black Ferns, well, their tour keeps continuing, and today it's a parliamentary reception at Wellington, and it will be, um, I guess, frenzy because they have been doing such a good job of making sure that people can celebrate alongside with them and with their trophy. And that sort of thing. So good on the Blackferns for getting around the place. And offshore, elsewhere, well, we've spoken about it again. England have done it once more, beating Pakistan and winning that series in Pakistan, which is quite incredible and hard to wrap your head around. Those are your sports headlines. I saw Daisy got a moment with the uh Blackferns trophy, is he? <laughs>
3: Did she what, mate? Yeah, she went along and had a photo with Nancy and and celebrated with, uh, well, her cousin's in 660, Joy. So she got she got backstage and went there and was an absolute fest pest. I stayed home. I didn't go along. <laughs> so I stayed home and, and didn't go ahead along. And I'm quite happy because, yeah, she looked in a hell of a state with my darling. And uh, But, yeah, she got a photo with the girls, um, with the ladies, sorry. Ruby He sent me a photo of her and... Daisy with Nancy, she got one with Kendra. So, no, it was cool. They really celebrated. And it's great to see the Black Ferns continue the celebrations. They were out yesterday. There's 500 uh, kids and fans down here in Christchurch that they um, went along to and did a wee speech for it all. So it's good to see them continuing on and, and getting into it. I'll tell you what, they have been celebrating non-stop for a month. Well I don't even. how long ago was the final because even last night I was I follow Hazel Tubick. she's one of my favorite players in women's rugby and uh she's still out celebrating and, and enjoying the moment so they're really relishing on the success I love it
0: Well post
3: 2011 when did you knock off Oh only a week boys come on <laughs> no, I was two months. I was two at least two months, hundred percent. Two months gone. Loved it. Came back and ooh, the old skinfold test, no good. Woke up with it though. Um,
0: Kimpi, can you read? Have a look at that top text, and you let, just let us know whether we're allowed to read it. I'll, I'll get, get to a couple. I'll ask you about a couple in between. Uh, Grace Nowicki says somebody. Uh, I reckon it'll be third Ooh. time lucky for the Black Caps
3: in the World Cup final in 2023, says Jamie and Monica. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. 2023 for the Black Caps. That, uh, the the trophy. There's the coach. The competent <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you love it, Gimpy. You love it. We wish. We wish. What about that top one, Gimpy? Um, read it.
2: <laughs> yeah, Morning, gentlemen. I'll read it. Davo here from Cambridge. He must know something. My prediction is Cinerama will win the Zabil Classic. Hell yeah. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so obviously day.
3: Cinerama's having a, a foul, Kempi. Post the foul back into it? Uh, probably not. Oh. Probably not. Nah. So... Um, yeah
2: we, yeah, we had a phone call with Alan yesterday, actually, around Cinerama. um just around the value of the mare and a few people making some inquiries, and he got a big no from me, um, which he agreed with, and uh, she'll be basically running, we think, I think, because this is where we're headed to, is, uh, Boxing Days a Bill classic, and mate, I'll tell you what, she's got a dead set chance, so... Um, there will be a big day, she boxing might. day. There's a dead set chance she'll be, like, in the market. In the market. Like, in the market.
0: It's very exciting. Very exciting because this is the journey for you, Kempi, where she, we didn't, we thought, you know, her time might have necessarily kind of been – she was always going to come back for
2: one more prep, but you never really know. No, and he, he, he said, um, you know, and this is – he's a master trainer, and he said, you know – She's actually come back better than he's ever had her, and and he's thought that maybe he's put it to paddock too early. But you know what? She's seven, or is she eight? She's eight. Eight. She's eight. Yeah. So she'll, you know, hopefully um, the first foal comes out a nice looking foal, and the dream lives a little on. Little filly, hopefully, and uh, yeah, the dream keeps the dream keeps moving. So yeah, I I, I think that's. Yeah, you know, there's a Bill Classic, that's where it's definitely headed. So that's what Alan's you know, and he's the boss, he decides where we're going and um if that's the case then we'll all be jumping on. Don't worry about that. <laughs> 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 well, I know where you'll be uh, on Boxing Day then. Uh oh well I see I won't I actually won't be there on Boxing Day because I've already agreed to my nephew's coming home from England to to pick him up from the airport and travel him home. He hasn't been back since COVID, so at the time when I agreed to do that, I didn't know that she was headed there. So, and that's fine, you know, like I'm, I, uh, I had a good time down in Tarap on the weekend watching her uh, slay the, slay the field and, but I'll have just as much fun watching it from my,
3: my living room. Don't worry about that. Mm, kempi, kempi, eh? The great equine... Equine game, that just keeps on giving. You just know that, Daggy. I
2: talked to you plenty last night about it. <sighs> the
0: lads are doing good. 21 away from seven. Scott Mc... McLaughlin. McLaughlin. Scott McLaughlin. Scott <laughs> McLaughlin, IndyCar champ. Scott McLeod winning an IndyCar championship. How many, how
5: wow many good that... sports
2: people have we got? Seriously. Maybe too many. Maybe just this Seamy. little country,
0: eh? It's this is little old New Zealand. We go good. That's a great nomination. Unnamed texter, Scott McLaughlin could be the IndyCar champ next year, 100%. And Tim says, Izzy, this is one, just right back to the start. Colin Mainsbridge up after eight. Webby is a champ. We're going to be involved with that long run too for Child Cancer Foundation. Oh. Good on you, Tim. Izzy will be out there pounding the pavement. If there's 150 laps, you might do... Two.
3: I'll do two. All you got to do,
2: Timmy, Just is take the decks, mate. Put on a bit of drum and bass, and Izzy will stay there all
3: day. <laughs> <laughs> two laps. They're kilometre laps um, around there. So it's, um, yeah, two laps. Yeah, 15. Tw- 20 away Maybe from
0: three. seven. <laughs> Quizzy dag. You've only got three more chances. No, four. Four more chances to win yourself a $50 TMB bonus bet via the Quizmaster. Have you seen the quiz? It is tough. Daryl, toughy. It is an absolute rip snorter. Come on, Gav. Phone back in.
3: 0800. Had a new caller yesterday, Louie. Gav. How, how close did he go? He was next he was. Off. He had just missed out. So I said if he rings up today, I'll get him in there. We'll put him in on second. Oh, um, what do you reckon? Third? No, we put him third yesterday. It was too easy.
0: <laughs> okay, we'll evaluate this Gav, you just need a call 0800 150 811 The quiz master comes at you after this
3: This is how we do it This is how we do it Quizzy, deck, come play it Quizzy, deck, come play it 0800 150 811 Now give us a give call us. Yes, give us a call <laughs> Gav, give us a call. Mustn't be up and about this morning, Gav, but that's all right. We got a couple of callers in. Wow, and a good cool friend Mark from Tauranga. Yeah, the phone lines are full. All right, here we go. Gonna go, Dave from Cambridge. Morning, Dave.
5: Oh, first up again, boy.
3: <laughs> yeah, you love it. Give you a chance, brother.
6: I'm not a morning
3: uh, it's, it's an easy one. You're gonna nail it. Here we go. Good luck. You got one. Clue Master, the Quiz Masters me. Keep is the Clue Master. If you if you get a little bit stuck, so here we go. Give me a bit of Dame Lois Muir. Supreme award was handed out last night and split by two silver ferns for 2022. Defender Kelly Jury and which other player received this award?
4: I didn't even know there was awards
1: going on last night. Um, couldn't
3: even tell you boys. Three, uh, new, two. Niewiki. <laughs> you got it. Grace Niewiki. Grace Niewiki <laughs> and Kelly Jury. That's a great guess. Awesome. <laughs> Question number two. <laughs> Brittany Griner. Brittany Griner has just touched down the USA after being imprisoned in Russia for drug charges. What is the WNBA player's position in basketball? Uh, Centre
6: center forward. Which one? Yeah,
3: that'll do. Centre. Uh, Centre <laughs> is correct. Question number three. See, Dave, you're on fire here.
5: The Blackburn Sevens,
3: the, <laughs> <laughs> the Blackburn Sevens have won the Cape Town Sevens after shutting Australia out in the final. Who won's, Who won the men's tournament? Oh, that was Samoa. Yeah, it was Samoa twelve seven over our All Black Sevens team. Unlucky. Last question number four. Yeah. Uh, question number four. What is the Philadelphia Eagles win loss record in the NFL season out of their thirteen games? Four, oh,
4: now you've got me. This is anything I'm no good at. Two. Oh,
3: I'll have a clue. I'll use
2: the clue. Okay. Uh, oh, come on, Kiwi. Yep. There's a three in it. Oh
4: God. What was the? Can you give me the question again? In their record, their 13, record. Thirteen
2: games. 13 games. Thirteen games.
3: Philadelphia Eagles. What's the What's the record? Win loss record.
4: Thirteen games. Okay. well, I'm gonna go. <laughs> Ten wins, three losses.
3: Ten wins and three losses is incorrect. Sorry, Dave. And I love your honesty, mate. I know you weren't cheating. You weren't even having a lot. You having a stab and you gone close. Appreciate it. Have a good day, Mark from Tohunga. Morning, boys.
6: Uh... I know you said it a three in it, but I'm going to go. Oh, that
3: might be in the start. 12 and oh, one. 12 wins, one loss. Yeah. 12 wins, one loss is correct. Question. This, num- well, one plus, two, <laughs> one
2: plus two is three. That gives you a 12.
4: Oh, jeez.
3: It's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> hey, <laughs> it's <laughs> a hell of a cryptic clue. <laughs> <hey>? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, you've just gotta think like you just gotta get real weird on it when you're thinking about it, you're just wow. gonna get real weird. <laughs> yeah, <wow. laughs> oh mate. So here we go. Question number five. Croatia has never won a FIFA World Cup, but they have been runner up. What year did they come second in the FIFA World Cup?
6: Uh was the last one, so four years ago, and my math is horrible. Um, and you're reading. Sh- <laughs>
2: hey? And you're reading. <laughs> that, yeah, hey, look,
6: don't be that
3: annoying. That's not very nice, Kemby. Is it 2018? 2018 is correct. Hey, Babe, I felt real Mark. bad
6: about that because the, there was a big win on the cards there, and uh, Kenby texts me. Uh, on Saturday. I said, oh, we're in here, son. I was like, no, we're not. I'm out. He's like, how are you out? I was like, look at this. And he says, you're a Muppet. And I just, uh, <laughs> I had one of the ones on Friday for a, a win,
2: not a place. So apologies. <laughs> oh, darling me. <laughs> darling me for yeah. a place he put it for a win? <laughs> it's like, <Yeah>. yep, <laughs> never mind.
3: But what mind. I I, know, I, hey. on the I was following Bez. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey mate, he's on fire with that one at the moment.
1: Yes,
6: but as, as I mentioned, look, lads, anything I win off these bets can go towards a charity, so we'll uh, we'll see where this one goes. Good man. Good work, Marky. Nice.
0: And way. Mark, you'll absolutely love what the Crusaders are doing after eight as well. So make sure you stay tuned to Colin Mainsbridge because this big run is such a good um, such a good cause. Child Cancer Foundation, that's who we love to donate our, all our winnings to, Izzy and Kempiano. Izzy, I think that you came up with Child Cancer Foundation about a, more than a year ago. It was, it was you, wasn't it?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've, I've just done a bit of work with, with families and kids and... And, like, like, the struggles that they have to go through. And just even kids, having family members, it's it's hard. So every little bit we can raise, go a long way. Yeah, Mark's an absolute
0: ripper. I saw that hamper he dropped in as well. Oh, the How boys g- are on fire. How good is he? All right, 7 away from 7. There's a good text here from Marshy in Hawke's Bay. We'll get to that just after this. Nearly at 7 a.m., NFL after 7. Can't wait. I've been loving the NFL over the last few while, and the season's heating up. But, Kimpy, there's a text there for you.
2: Yeah, Kempe. That was sad news about old mate Sandy Campbell from the Bulldogs, living on the streets in Oz. It's from and Hawks Bay, and it was yeah, Sandy Campbell, a very good winger, played for Canterbury Bankstown back in the days. Um, yeah, he's a bit like yourself, is he? A Fine-looking bloke back in those days, and and really tore up the pitches. Um, if you if you are to believe all the all the reports, he's homeless at the moment up on the uh, up on the Gold Coast and and suffering from a. A, uh, a, I think it's about a bowel cancer, um, throat, throat, throat cancer. throat cancer is it? And the men of men' of league have got behind it. I think they are, they are trying to trying to help them there. So I read that. I read that um, as soon as I saw it, too, I you know clicked on it because Sandy was he was a fine looking man back in the day, um, and just to see you know some of these guys and the hardship they fall on. Um, fall on. There's actually a few is he, you know when you when you go to think about it. Uh, another another guy yeah. I played with up at the Crushers is he's, he's a good player played for the Gold Coast uh, as well. His name was Brett Horsnell, and um, yeah, just he's had a bit of a head injury and, and stuff like that. So, I uh, we'll hope him all the best, Sandy. Hope uh, you know all the boys get behind it and mentally get behind it and uh, they take care of him.
3: Yeah, hopefully, Kippi. I think I was reading once a bulldog always a bulldog. So they're really rallying around and uh, trying to raise some money and just get him into some accommodation because he's getting in chemotherapy and he's walking around with the medical kind of device with his trolley and it's um, it's not ideal. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure they're going to rally around him and wish him all the best. Uh, coming up, we're going to talk some NFL. Like you said, Louis, Aaron Schartz covering it all and my Panthers got to win, so I'll be up and about. And Joey B's 49ers got to win, so, yeah, they're coming up. Yeah. Good morning, it Kempy for breakfast, SCNZ just after 7 o'clock, Tuesday, 13th of December. And if you've just joined us, you don't know the news. England cricket, 2-0 series lead win in Pakistan, led by the fiery paceman, Mark Wood, who bowled ferociously, nabbing 4 for 65, including, including that catch. It caught behind. It was quite debatable in the end, but I think it was a fair catch and well, game-defining, game-changing momentum shift. Getting out Shahil for 94 when he was taking, uh, wow, he's getting pretty close to carrying them right through to to even up that series. But Bears Ball continues, and we try to get Bears Ball on the show, but his celebrations are continuing, and fair enough as well. He thoroughly. Deserves it and uh, plenty going on and plenty to talk about in the next hour, Kimpi as well because there's lots happening in Rowing, New Zealand. They've had some drastic mm. changes in their backroom as well. So no doubt we'll rip into that shortly. I've just got my coffee being delivered by my beautiful wife, Morena, darling. Morning. Morning. And uh, the kids must be still asleep. Wow, that's unheard of. Oh, that's lucky! You're lying. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, but that, yeah, little girl, that,
2: girl, that little girl needs a sleep in too, mate.
3: She's got so much energy. <laughs> she's got you so much. Sleep. You leave her sleep, mate. Oh, she's running amok, mate. She's running an absolute muck at the moment. But yeah, we're going to talk some NFL shortly. But there can be plenty of changes at Rowan New Zealand. This yeah. all stems from the cycling um, New Zealand report and high performance has been under the pump for a very long time. Yeah. But rowing New Zealand, making some drastic changes. Um, I think Chief Exec Jeff Barry has stepped down after only 18 18 months in the role. David Meats, uh, former uh, head of Canterbury Health Board, has just taken over an interim role. But, um, yeah, plenty. All this stems from pathways, athletes' um, welfare and cycling New Zealand's findings, mate. So it's all happening.
2: Yeah, it is, and I've read all that. Mate, Mahi Drysdale and that uh, that athletes collective that they've put together uh, are really putting the pressure on these these reports. You know, you know, when I read that about Jeff Barry stepping down, and obviously a lot of changes being made to rowing um, because of what's happening through these these reports that have been written, I still thought, yeah. well, why isn't cycling stepping down? You know what I mean? Like it's always about yeah. cycling, and every other sport seems to be doing the right thing, but cycling don't. So, uh, it's a really interesting space that when you're looking at it, you, even when you're looking at the um, the, soc- the soccer, the All Whites, they've just uh, yeah. announced their new high performance team um, with with Nelson coming back, ex Blackburn um, All White player, along with Keir Hansen, who used to be our trainer at the Warriors, went through and, and did some some rugby union and's been with uh, the. Is it the silver ferns? I think it is for the last six, six or seven years. So, lots of space changing um, and people changing in those spaces of high performance. But I'm waiting for cycling something to happen in cycling. Mm. You know, everyone else seems to have read the report and making changes, except who yep. the report was actually written about.
3: I know it's crazy. Everyone's starting to adapt and make those necessary changes, and the athletes' voices are being heard. But it's still the same conversation being said in Cycling New Zealand, and it all stems from Olivia Podmore and what went on there, and um, yeah, so it's, we'll keep we'll keep watching this space and seeing what's about to unfold. Mahi Drysdale is at the forefront of this, getting the change, and it all goes back to high performance, um, the, the high performance pathways for these athletes and the athletes' welfare, one and most importantly is looking after these athletes, because without the athletes, there is no high performance. There is no cycling New Zealand. There is no rowing New Zealand. They are the ones that keep this bus rolling, so we'll keep you up to date with that. But NFL, we're going to talk about that shortly, and uh, we're going to rip straight into it. NFL regular season is entering a, its final stretch, so we thought it was about time we look back on our preseason predictions. We last spoke with the King of Projections, Aaron Schartz, back in September when I was full of hope for my Panthers. It's now uh, December, and like many fans, my hope has dwindled. Yes, it has. There's still plenty to talk about, though, with a new folk hero emerging in San Fran and Justin Herbert putting on a show for the Chargers last night in LA. Aaron Schartz from Football Outsiders. Is on the line with us now to talk about all that and more. Morning,
5: Aaron. How you doing? Good morning, I'm good. How are you guys?
3: Good, mates. Look, obviously you come on in September and I had a lot of hopes for my uh Panthers, but uh Baker Mayfield didn't eventuate and then he went to LA Rams and did what we were hoping. But uh hasn't been all smooth sailing for my Pants. I got a win yesterday though, so I'm up. I'm I'm happy.
5: Yeah, their defense is actually playing well in recent weeks, and the Panthers are not out of it because of the NFC South being so bad, right? They're only a game behind Tampa. Um, We only have them winning the division in 15% of our simulations, but there's a chance.
2: Hey, Aaron, has the parity in the league gone to another level this year?
5: Yeah, not, you know, earlier in the season there was a little bit more parity than there is now, but, yeah, the parity is pretty high this year. It's real. We really are in an any team can beat any other team year, and just in case you didn't believe that, yesterday's Houston-Dallas game was a really good example of it.
3: Mm, beautiful. but just, of have watched this Baker Mayfield um scenario unfold and no one really understands the enormity of this what he's been able to do when you go from two different playbooks and you go to LA Rams and you do what you do and you get the coach his win and the final throw is this just what he needed for his career just to reignite his career that had so much promise at the start
5: I mean I can't think of a Coach who does a better job of managing limited quarterbacks than Sean McVeigh. Right? If you think about it, Jared Goff has a lot of the same limitations and strengths that Baker Mayfield has, and obviously played very well for the Rams. So, you know, what could Mayfield do for the Rams in a full year with a healthy offensive line and healthy receivers? Probably could do pretty yeah. well, but probably not as well as Matthew Stafford. I mean, Matthew Stafford is still the starter, I think. For- yeah, yeah, yeah. And what
2: what about uh, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, mate? You know, should we be sort of looking at them to say maybe this may be it, or is it just that they're playing behind some some poor teams?
5: I don't think it's – I mean, I think Brady is still playing reasonably well. Uh, he's had injuries among his receivers. He's had injuries on his offensive line this year. They have no running game to speak of, so he's always in bow, bad down-and-distance situations. Uh, I think Brady has played better than Rodgers has this year. I I think Rodgers may retire at the end of the year, but I don't know about Brady. I mean, listen, the dude threw away his marriage to come back this year. So why would you do that and then only come back for one year? Wouldn't you? Like, I think a lot of the thought is that he might go to another team, right? He might go find another team where he can try to win a championship.
3: Has he still got the hunger? Has he still got the drive? And do you feel like he's still got the game to be continue to be one Brady's of the number one? Is
5: still have the drive and the hunger when he's ninety seven years old? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, it's the only question is whether he still has the game. The drive and the hunger are never going to go away. But I think he still has the game. Yes.
3: Okay. Okay. What about the the ers They obviously had a heartbreak with losing Jimmy G. But then you got this young kid. Oh, I haven't heard nothing about it, but the stats are saying Brock Purdy being better at throwing the ball down than Jimmy G. Is there a possibility that it actually makes them better and gives them some room to unboard? And How good was that video of Brock's father crying in the stands? Man, it meant so much to him and his family.
5: Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's a great story, and it's one really, really good game, but uh, I believe the phrase around <laughs> there is bloody unlikely, that he's yeah. really better than Jimmy G over the long term. I mean, there's a reason that this guy went last in the entire draft, and you can have one good – plenty of quarterbacks have had one good game early in their careers. <laughs> Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen had a great first couple of starts a couple of years ago. Is anybody trying to play Kyle Allen? He played two games for Houston this year and was terrible. So it. <laughs> I, I believe in what Shanahan can do to manage Purdy, but I just – over the long term, I don't think he's going to be as good as Garoppolo.
2: So, Aaron, do you think the Eagles just have to stay on their own and they go out there and they just take the title?
5: Yeah, I mean, we have the Eagles as the favorite. You know, I mean, look, playing Buffalo or Kansas City or even Cincinnati in the Super Bowl is going to be tough. Uh, But the, the Eagles are definitely the best team in the NFC, given the San Francisco quarterback situation I think Philadelphia is definitely the best team in the NFC. And they're going to get the number one seed and they're going to have home field advantage. So you don't just cruise to the Super Bowl. They're going to have some tough games. And San Francisco, San Francisco's defense is playing remarkably well. But Philadelphia is the favorite. Right now, we have Philadelphia win the Super Bowl in 31% of our simulations.
3: Okay, Philly, Philly Eagles, well, they're 12-1, so they, they're going all right about it. But look, this is an interesting situation. Everyone, you know, love Russell Wilson. When he was at the uh, Seattle Seahawks, he was the Seahawks. He's gone to the Broncos, and, well, that last performance, those intercepts he threw. What, what's going on at, at, with the Broncos and Russell Wilson? Is, there, is he under a lot of pressure? Is he under so much heat?
5: Yeah. It's, it's it's not pass pressure. He's just playing really badly, and it's hard to know mm-hmm. what happened to him. But given the amount that they are paying, him, mm-hmm. they are stuck with him. So they might as well fire the coach and get a new offensive coach in there in hopes that somebody new can resuscitate Wilson's career because they can't afford to go with another quarterback at this point.
2: So, so I fully of the favoritism, Aaron, and the NFC. Who should be the AFC favorites right now?
5: We have Buffalo as still the best team in the AFC, definitely. Um, Cincinnati is playing really well right now, and Kansas City's offense is really, you know, great. But we don't have Kansas City as high as some other advanced metrics do. In particular, their defense is twenty fifth in the league. So Buffalo is just a really good, really well-rounded team. They're top 4 in all three phases of the game and I think Buffalo is still the favorite to come out of the AFC.
3: Okay, who has really surprised you this year? And like I look at the Jets, they've been poor for years but they've won some tight battles and and they've you know 7 and 6 now, so the Jets fans are starting to Get some excitement about their team that's really surprised you and, and think in the next few years they're building something, a bit of momentum?
5: The Jets do not surprise me as much as you might think. Our preseason projections had the Jets okay. with a top 10 defense. We predicted this. We Ooh, predicted Okay. This. The teams that have surprised me are more Seattle and Detroit.
3: Detroit Lions. The
5: Detroit yeah, Lions 16, coming out of nowhere. Possibly making the playoffs. Number seven offense in the lead by our numbers.
3: Ooh, okay, okay. I like that. Jets are very surprising for myself. Panthers, uh, you're saying they're going to potentially push through and go forward. Just one last question. Out of the playoff-bound teams, who has a quarterback that can go to another level in your
5: eyes? I mean, who's going to take a big step forward in the playoffs? I mean, you know, listen, we've already seen the best that Hurts can be. We've seen the best that Allen can be. You know, I don't think there's anybody. I guess if there's anybody who's going to take it to another level, it's Dak Prescott. But it's not that Dak Prescott's going to take it to another level. It's that most people don't understand what level he's already on. Right. Like, I think that Dak Prescott could go on a playoff run where people go, oh, wow, Dak Prescott is so good. Well, Dak Prescott's been so good for a while now, but nobody, you know, because it's Dallas, people need to criticize everything bad that happens to them. But Prescott is one of the top quarterbacks in the league. So if he goes on a quarterback run in the playoffs, people might people might notice that. But I mean, otherwise, look, the main quarterbacks of the playoffs, other than San Francisco, you know, the guys who are going to be making runs in the playoffs are guys everybody knows are good already. Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, right? So, you know, we know those guys are good.
3: Beautiful, mate. We appreciate you coming on, Aaron Schartz, and talking all things NFL. With us, there's plenty going on, and just give us a wee update. Mate, you take care. All the best for the rest of the day. Thank you.
5: All right, footballoutsiders.com. Folks so should check it out.
3: Beautiful. FootballOutsiders.com. Aaron Charts has given us all the predictions pre-season, post-season, all over. He predicted the Jets' top 10 defense in the league, and they have been really surprising. I follow them because Gary V follows them, and you get all the excitement that he loves. Not that we should be talking crypto and NFT. It's pretty poor at the moment, but anyway.
0: <laughs> Gary V? Are you a Gary V fan?
3: Nah, he's starting to annoy me lately. <laughs> <laughs> oh There's only so many inspirational speeches I can hear from him. <laughs>
0: hey, I'll go on for you guys. There's the one we didn't ask about is the Minnesota Vikings. They're ten and three, but mm. nobody believes in them. Like they're ten and three, but everybody goes, Oh yeah, but you know. Like they're ten and three, but they don't really they just don't have that respect factor. Was there were there teams? A well, kind of, kind of like Morocco. Were there teams in the NRL or the Super League or Super Rugby that you can think of, always had a good regular season record, but nobody was actually afraid of them? You weren't scared of them? Oh, yeah,
2: you could, Islanders. Yeah, you could pr- probably pick out. Um, I think the Warriors, when they were going on them good runs, you know, back in the early 2000s and 2011, those those times, none of the teams really respected them. Like they, the you eight know, warriors had finally show, you know, showing up to the eight, and all the teams in the eight were just. I, I remember the first time we made the eight in two thousand and one. Uh, Brian Smith took his took a player off and played the last twenty minutes with twelve men, yeah. and they beat us by fifty. That was that yeah. was when we went. They actually don't respect us. It sort of gave us a, when we came in and went to the final in two thousand and two. It gave us a real want to get back out there and show them, well, you do that to us again, you're going to get a tonking.
0: Yeah, they look through you. And did you say Highlanders, he? Because even when they went on that title (laughs) charge, you just always, like, even though they were doing it, it was like, yeah, but will they do it?
3: Yeah, that's it. Like, you're like, oh, yeah, one more. They'll lose this week. Oh, they'll definitely lose the final. You know, like, they just surprised me. So it's a team that springs out first, but there's plenty out there. Minnesota Vikings, look, uh, what is it, Teddy... Teddy Bridgewater Bridge, uh, what is it, Bridgewater? C- Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, I've, had Ad- oh, Kirk yeah. Cousins. I've had Adrian Peterson, you think of the players, Randy Moss. They've had some quality, but this year I don't even know who's in there. Who's it? Kirk Cousins, their quarterback. Who else is their wide receiver? Stefan Diggs, eh? Yeah,
0: and uh, just, a guy yeah. Justin Jefferson, who's just uh, he's uh, he's an absolute freak. But but yeah, he's just, it's just funny because they're ten and three. Their record jumps off the paper, but everybody just looks through them. Like yeah, <laughs> and they've always, they there are always teams like that. Who are they? Who are those teams throughout the years in any sport that even though they were posting good records? They're just nobody really believed in them and you could kind of look straight through them. 22 minutes past 7, 8883, make sure you get in touch Or 0800 to 811. Kemp off the back fence after this, here with Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day.
3: Off the back fence with Tony Kemp.
2: Just when you thought Wayne Smith had the title of best coach in New Zealand locked up, bow mate Baz McCullum, comes off the back fence and smacks another six out of the park. Last night's win against Pakistan has been touted as one of the greatest Test Series wins in English cricket has ever accomplished. (laughs) How good. Wayne Smithy transformed our Blackferns in less than a year, but over the same year, Baz McCullum has transferred England cricket from diabolical to unbelievable. Sure you have to throw Baz's name in the mix for Coach of the Year now then, What do you reckon, is he, eh? And I reckon what's made this even more remarkable is that Baz hasn't had the decades of coaching experience Wayne Smith has accumulated. When you sit back and admire, it is an astonishing achievement. An achievement which really does deserve some recognition. So what now for Baz McCullum? Apart from giving a sigh like Frankel. If I was New Zealand cricket, I will be looking to the future and somehow trying to convince Baz to come home. Highly improbable, but definitely worth the try. What I do know, though, is that it is a great feeling to know that we can claim two of the finest coaches in sport. Coaches from completely different codes who are achieving unbelievable results on the world stage. Little old New Zealand punching way above its weight.
3: Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Oh, Kempy, so good. It's, yeah, look. I guess for Bears he's been a player and, and you kinda know and he understand as a as a player, you know, what a coach needs to do and, and what you want from your coach when he's, you know, overlooking the team and, and how they can function. I guess that's what made this transition into coaching a uh, this one. He un- has a real understanding of, of what they need the messages they need. Don't do too much, don't say too much. Just give them little bits, give them all that hope and belief. To unlock and go out there and and we'll swing for the stars and no matter what if you try and and you make a mistake that's fine that is fine it's just simple but like I talked about it, he's just it's simple it's just unlocking taking the shackles off these players and just letting them play and letting them be and well I can't believe it. look I didn't. I didn't picture this. (laughs) Let's be honest. We didn't picture this happening. uh, This is going to be their biggest test, going to Pakistan where no one wins. And we're going to get a real inside look to how hard this is because the Black Caps are going over there in December. And they're going to go over and tour, and it's going to be difficult. And that will kind of cast a light on what England and Brendan and, and Ben Stokes have been able to do. Whether he can come back, uh oh, look, it's in time we'll see bears in New Zealand coaching again. But for the foreseeable future, it's going to be a long time because I cannot see for love me England letting them go. They'll be throwing all sorts of pound with a little bit of yen. You know, they'll be going and <laughs> buying all these currencies from around the world to keep them there. And if New Zealand are going to get him, it'll be for the love of his black caps. It won't be for the money. It'd be, and, not, uh, it'd be nice. It'd except, be nice to have him home, wouldn't it? Eh? it'll be great, it'll be absolutely great him or even one up the road Stephen Fleming being a part of it two of the best coaches riding our backyard but um, I think it'll be for the love, we know that the coaching money here isn't that great so it'll be for the love of coaching their team the international team, the Black Caps to what they do, but right now let's just enjoy this ride because it is crazy I don't think it's the yen,
0: is he? I think Kempy hit the nail on the head. He needs that service fee to Frankel. You give, him, you give him that Frankel service fee and you've got him. They've only got four more tests before the Ashes. They've got two against us. You'd be, you'd be, mad, you'd be mad to back against them. Well, Australia will go out there and think that they can knock them off. That Ashes series next year in England will be a headline event. It will be so fun we'll have it here, all on SCNZ. You can stay tuned with us. 29 away from 8, here's Araha with the News for Kubota, together with Shaping and Building New Zealand. Hey, it's 26 and a bit away from 8 o'clock. Izzy and Kenfi for breakfast. Tomorrow morning we're going to be live from Sky City. We're going to have an absolute huge time at Flair Bar in Sky City because the Football World Cup is going, going on. And you've got each game, both of the semi finals, live on SCNZ. You'll hear them on air. Gull is fueling your mission all year round. Pop, in, pop into your local for some good value fuel. Visit gull.nz this road trip. Guys, do you know who has France in the sweepstake? I've just found it out.
2: I do. <laughs> no, you don't. What? Me. I know, I know who's <laughs> France, mate, but no, he can't have France. Do you know I'm who's sorry. got France?
0: This is an imbalance Who? of power. It is. This is
2: corruption. Have, one, th- have, one, have oh. one guess. Have one guess. Yes, I know you know too, he? Oh. Ruben, Ruben,
3: Sam. No, the boss. Ruben.
0: Ruben's got Ruben. France.
3: Ricked. Rigged. Absolutely wrecked. <laughs> and not like Mark. It even the not paid us ten bucks. <laughs> 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 Has anyone? <laughs> so
0: so I'm thinking about this after the Netherlands. And by the way, who's got Argentina? Oh Does he?
2: Steph's got sure one of them.
0: Staffy.
3: Steph's got one of them.
2: Um Didn't he beat you?
3: Oh
0: mate, I was are pulled at the at the behaviour of those Argentine players.
3: Nah, you deserved it, mate. Your, your Netherlands were grubs, <laughs> absolute grubs. You know. I, on, would same, I would have done the same, mate. I would have done the same. Walked past and did it all if I was getting that grubbiness at the last last. Laugh.
0: <laughs> mate, the, the spray was unbelievable. They got that that game got so intense. Um, so look, good on you, good on you, Argentina. But the reality is, Croatia and Luka Modric. They're going to go all the way, surely. Or maybe Morocco. Young Charlie, he's got Morocco. Hopefully knocks off the boss France. I'd love to see a Croatia-Morocco final. How good
3: would it be, guys? Morocco-Croatian final would probably be the most deflating thing for FIFA (laughs) in, in the history of FIFA's existence. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. They would not want this for the life of them. There's no money involved in that. They ain't getting no back pay, so they won't want that. <laughs> and you know, We, we want it as football fans. You know that. FIFA will be doing everything in their power, with how powerful they are, to stop that. Did you not see the referee in the, in the quarterfinals? <laughs> Mate,
2: you think that was bad. You wait for this one to get to you. Wait, you wait for these <laughs> semis to kick off. The referee <laughs> is going to be out the gate. Wait,
0: you reckon Dana
3: White's the next CEO of FIFA, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate. Like there'll be some paddy, the batty judging going on involved in this, mate. Trust me. <laughs> that was sketchy in
0: itself. There's two options here, because you're right. Football fans, we want Morocco, Croatia, but at the same time, Argentina, France would be a
2: excellent final, oh, wouldn't crazy. it? Absolutely.
3: Mate. That's you think Tong and Samoans running up and down the lights and Hamiltons be bad. Imagine Argentina and France, Paris, and. Uh, Oh mate, it'd be so good. Buenos Aires.
2: Good multi. It's basically a ninety nine point nine <laughs> percent.
0: Do you hear it's done deal? <laughs> done deal.
2: <laughs> Dean of France final.
3: Yeah. I tell you, good if power you play now Messi and to score. To it. <laughs> oh yes, what's that? Good power play, Leonel Messi to score and Croatia to be nil five dollars twenty five boosted odds at the TAB Gamble responsibly R A D.
2: <laughs> I don't it's I don't know if you remember the very the very first penalty I think of the World Cup that was given away was mm-hmm. um that they gave an offside when Qatar played. <laughs> they gave a the referee gave an offside and when they played the replay, they forgot that there was a defender by the goalkeeper. Oh yeah. <laughs> and and they still gave the penalty after they VR'd it. It's like Yeah, there's gonna be some Pretty average calls, I'm saying, right. over we'll the keep, next yep. couple of
0: days. I don't want you to go missing, so I'm just going to shut you up there because we've got, <laughs> we've got, we've got, we've got a party to do on Friday, all right? Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's going to be huge, and all of it live on SCNZ. We'll be building up to the game tomorrow. We'll get some people that know more about football than us to help us. Don't worry. We won't be trying to do it and talk about tactics and 4-3-3s on our own. We'll find some good people. And we're also going to talk some golf because Michael Kale in the bay I guess they are the bay they are the bay yep they can have that name for now bay of plenty Winning the interprovincials. We'll chat to Michael, uh, Mitchell, I should say, Mitchell Kale about how that all went down and shook down over the weekend. It's SCNZ, we are 22 minutes away from 8.
2: 2022 has been a great year for our golfers both here and abroad as the game continues to grow across Aotearoa. Over the weekend, a thrilling interprovincial championship final came down to the last hole with Mitchell Kale coming in clutch for Bayer Plenty in front of his home crowd. It's the Bay's first title in a decade, and better yet, it came against Auckland. How good. The man of the hour, Mitchell Cole, joins us now. A topper's tractor down in the beautiful Bay. Morena Mitchell, how are you this morning, mate? Good, good. That's Thanks, good.
1: guys, for having me on the show.
2: No worries, mate. How good was it winning the Interprovincials at home?
1: Oh, mate, it was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> nah, it could, couldn't have been staged any better. I fucking, yeah, it was fizzed.
3: <laughs> Absolutely Fizz I can hear it in your voice Mitch mate Honestly Izzy Daggy mate Congratulations What about celebrations man? Oh, I think I'm still Recovering from the From the beers Over the weekend
1: <laughs> Yeah But um, Nah we got stuck Into the cup And yeah Yeah Filled it up a few
3: Too many times <laughs> Mate, talk to us about the last couple of years, because the Bay of Plenty I was reading, they've always been there or thereabouts. You know, you've always been knocking on the doors of finals, but the last 10 years it's been quite difficult. Did you really understand you, you had the team to go forward and, and potentially push and even even win it before this tournament kicked off, teed off?
1: Yeah, we did. You know, we, we talked about it, and, um, yeah, 10 years a long time from coming from a really, um, really dominant kind of stage in Bay of Plenty golf that 10 years ago and um we yeah we kind of just lacked we're a bit young and um inexperienced but this year we we had uh myself at number one then we had sean campbell back over from the states which really helped in number two um and another young gun at three and two kind of more experienced older guys um down the order four and five so that um yeah Always knew we had a really good chance, and yeah, just stoked to stoked to get it done.
2: So it sounds like sounds like you guys built a really good uh, squad down there to get to that stage. But take us through that last hole, mate. Were you sweating?
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I've ne- never been so nervous in my life. Eh? Yeah, no, it was. Um, yeah, pretty crazy.
2: Yeah, give us a, give us a, give, yeah. a, give us a little bit of an example. Like when you hit it in, what were you thinking? <laughs> Come on, take us through it. Talk me All through right, it, folks. Um, I've yeah. sprayed
1: it. Yeah, so um, we were, me and Josh By were all square standing on the 18th tee and um, yeah, I could barely feel my bloody fingers and luckily I got one away just down the right-hand side which was sweet as, just in the right rough and he, um, unfortunately for him, he hit it into, into the bush and had to take an unplayable so the rest of the hole was, even as nervous as I was it was pretty easy to get it done for the rest of the hole but yeah
3: Oh, so that's what you need to do. Stand over the ball, hit it first, put the pressure on, and don't say, <laughs> don't be so humble about it, mate. You were, you were charging, you were char-hooing under your breath and fist-pumping deep down. <laughs> that last putt, mate, just about went in too. I've seen the putt on, on the socials. You got it close and kind of conceded, and then you just all erupted, mate. So what next for yourself? What what, what next coming up for, for Mitch Cowell? The number one in the bay.
1: <laughs> um, well, yeah, that kind of it sums up sums up the year. But we've got a we've got a bigger January than we usually do, um, with a int- new introduced Charles Tour event in Hastings. So um, that'll be the first big one of the year. But a couple of small ones just to start off in January, maybe get rid of a little bit of New Year's dust. And
3: yeah. yeah. So, nice. Yep. and so For you, for yourself, Mitch. Like you, obviously knocking on the door. You, you, that would have been a huge moment for yourself. Confidence, knowing that you can compete on the big stage with with the big players. How does Mitchell Cowell, uh kick on, and and what do you need to do over the next couple of months or year to, to maybe potentially push on and and do be the likes like Denzel Uramia, and you've got Dan Hillier, and you've got golfers all over the over the world. So how how do we get Mitchell Cow to that?
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely. Just um, playing. Wanna go and play a little bit more overseas next year. Hopefully, through the middle of the year, play a few um, top kind of amateur events, and yeah, just test myself on, I guess, the biggest stages. Yeah.
2: Hey mate, I'm. T- I'm going to take a stab in the dark here. I guess with the mullet and the mo, your favourite golfer is Cam Smith. Is that right?
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I've actually got a <laughs> Australian background as well. Born. Born over in Australia,
2: so yeah, nice. Whereabouts is that?
3: Yeah. Uh, Gold Coast. I was
2: born on the Gold Coast, yeah. Oh,
3: good man. Oh, cause of course, he's Goldie, mate. It's V8 Supercars, <laughs> <laughs> Bogan City. Let's get it. He's got the mullet. Oh, you poor <laughs> fella having to be born over there. It's been a difficult time the last couple <laughs> of years, but anyway, we won't bring it up. Uh, have, you, have you seen the boom in, in interest in golf over the last po- past few years? And, and is it no surprise for yourself to see? Kiwis really performing on the world stage
1: yeah absolutely even just in club level I mean I work at a golf course so so yeah just seeing how busy and how popular it is now and yeah obviously the boom of success through uh, Foxy you know all those guys Dan Hillier yeah um, it's uh, yeah, it's great to see and yeah golf in New Zealand is really growing so it's awesome
3: mate do you get much support from from like you know real like some some good pundits around the country, golf New Zealand. What's the support like to to help you? Because it's quite interesting when you see our success and seeing these golfers come out and go out on the world stage. You must get real nice support from from people around New Zealand and clubs in particular, like your club in Bay Plenty. Are they real supportive and, and help you you know achieve your dreams?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm at Taringa Golf Club, and they're yeah, they're awesome. Like, the members here, really great. There's a great bunch of guys that play every Thursday and they're always really willing to help, um, you know, get your places and, yeah, just help out financially and, and just kind of giving you heaps of support when you're around the club, saying great job and, yeah, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, that's the main thing is oh. uh, people that are close to you around the Towering Golf Club, yeah.
3: All right, we're all golf fans. I absolutely love golf. I hate it. Because I played one Charles Saw then, I was 47 over. You're probably going to mock me about that, but that's all right, mate. Yeah, I was actually going to
1: say, he? I was actually going to say, I was playing that tournament as well, and I, I remember I was walking down, what is it, the second, that par five? I was yeah. walking down there, and I think you were playing seven?
3: Yeah, I was playing seven. was that me hitting it right in front of you? And I stung that forearm <laughs> onto the hole. <laughs> yeah,
1: I was thinking, how's this ball gotten over here? And then I saw your second <laughs> shot, and I was like, ah, that's a
3: completely different golfer. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I absolutely <laughs> snapped hooked it off the tee block onto your fieldway, yeah. and then these boys were sitting there, and there was a gale force win, I was like, oh, no. How am I actually going to hit this? And I've stung a 4 up to the hole. And I was like, yeah, they probably think I'm pro, but they don't know I'm 30 over.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Nah, it was an absolute ripper.
3: (laughs) Nah, appreciate you coming on, Mitch. And congratulations for getting the job done. And, uh, yeah, continue the celebrations. I can hear it in your voice, bud. Go well. (laughs)
1: Awesome. All right. Thanks, guys.
3: There he so
0: is. So
1: good.
3: Joke. <laughs> oh, is he?
0: Tell us, talk us through this floor right?
3: So I sprayed it. Absolutely sprayed this ball left because my drive was horrible. And uh, oh, I was had to go hit it up. And there was these three boys waiting there, three lads. And I was like, oh, no. They were all like 20 meters away from me. And I had—I think I had 180, but it was probably playing 210 because the wind was scale force. So I was like, I've only got four iron, because my next one is a two iron, and I can't hit that off the deck, and a three wood, so it's way too much club. So I've just hit this low stinger, four iron, off the deck, and it's just hit, like, probably gone 10 metres high, straight at the hole, and I've landed pin high up by the hole. And uh, they've given me the clap, and I've just kind of walked off, and I was like, yes, boys, let's go. <laughs> but then it all fell apart. Little did they know that was before I probably shot thirteen on one hole, so <laughs> look it was yeah, tough old day.
0: Completely different golfer. <laughs> so funny from Mitchell. Well done. And went well on to the Bay of Plenty. God we're loving the golf. Hey, um I was gonna ask Mitch, but we'll ask you instead. Double eight, double three, what's a course we have to play this summer? because it's a great time to get out. Uh, lots of beers on the course around New Zealand. What's somewhere we have to play this summer? Give us a shout-out to your local club, double eight, double three, and we'll start compiling a list, and we can read them throughout the day. Seven minutes away from eight, back after this. Bloody good interview with Mitch. Give him a call next time you're in Tauranga. He's a greenskeeper there, and we'll hook you up, organise a game with your cheers, Chris, thanks, Chris. He did seem like an absolute ripper. And the text messages are steaming in on what golf courses we need to play this year uh, we'll read a bunch more of them out after 7 but there are some really good texts here one on bears in particular Kempi which you will love from Chris
2: yeah it says hey guys regarding bears, would there be anything more Kiwi than wanting to be part of a team that takes the ashes off the Aussies that's Chris Anderson of course of course look I can't wait I think um, I think there'd be a lot of drama Aussie cricket team there's drama playing out in that all week over there at the moment. Oh. The manager coming out, Warner's manager coming out and saying that, like, accusing the team mm. and the management and... That just punishes Kempe. I don't, I, why, would you, why would you put up with that? It's like, seriously. I
0: don't know. But there's nothing better is he, than when we beat the Aussie cricketers or when the Aussie cricketers lose and now <laughs> Baz is involved with England. It means that we have clearly a horse to follow in the ashes. We do, we do,
3: and it's quite funny, you know, you're following England now because of Bears and you're just wanting them to win. Every time they play against anyone else, apart from New Zealand, we will support Bears. And uh, they are celebrating, fair enough. And a bit of celebration too will be with Colin Mainsbridge. They got voted the best team in Australasia, how good is that? So here's Aroha with the news for Kibota, together we're shaping and building New Zealand. One of the things we're extremely passionate about on our show is charity. And as you'd know, the charity we often promote and raise money for is the Child Cancer Foundation. We're not only the ones, we're not the only ones. And the Crusaders have come up with their own initiative called The Long Run to rally behind one of the most deserving causes. causes. Every year, 153 kids are diagnosed with cancer. And late next month, The Long Run will start from 6 a.m where the Crusaders will be running a baton 153 times around rugby and Melvin Park, which will ma- take most of the day. It's a fantastic concept, and CEO Colin Mainsbridge is on the line now. Morning, mate. How you doing, Cole?
4: Morning, mate. Very good. How are you? Great to speak to you again. Are you getting a, a few cakes and misplaced um, <laughs> <and, and, laughs> before Christmas, <is> are <laughs>
3: Oh, plenty, Cole. Plenty. I was just talking about it before. I just uh, put up my photo of about 10 years ago. I said, mate, it's given me some inspiration. I'm getting ready to get away on holiday, but I've got to come back in good nick,
4: mate, because we've got 153 laps to run. We have. We have. So, you know the story, obviously, but Webby, who's you know, he's been around the place for a long period of time, he, um, uh, he did 102 Ks uh, last year. Uh, on his own, Uh, he had a a little bit of support and and he was sort of so humbled by the support um, and encouragement of the community. Some people turned up and just joined in. So so this year, uh, the idea is 153 laps for the 153 kids diagnosed with cancer each year. And and we're just hoping that uh, everybody gets in behind it. And we had the, I think you saw, we had the Australasia's Best Sporting Team prize Mm. yesterday. Which sort of kickstarts kick the um, the fun, so we're stoked um, and and really excited about um, about this event next year. And I'm a bit like you; I, I've got a few kgs. Actually, I've got a lot more than you to lose. Hey, well,
2: congratulations, Cole, on that uh, picking up that award yesterday, best team in Australasia again, um, and. That money that you've donated along to um, the Kids in the Cancer Society's fantastic initiative. How, how important is it um, to buddy up to, I guess, a charity um, like you have and especially for your organisation to know and support it?
4: It's really important, Kemp. You, you know, you, we all know the process that we had to go through and and, and look at ourselves we had to do um, a couple of years ago as a result of the terror attack, and, and one of the things that came out of the research that we did was that we are an organisation that's connected um, and, and connected both internally but also connected externally with the, the community. And, and so if, if that's what people describe you as, then you've sort of almost got a bit of a moral obligation to do stuff around it. And then you actually hear the stories of those kids and their families. And, and, and cancer's a pretty ugly thing for anybody to have to endure, obviously. But, um, but you know, it just seems particularly devastating when it's happening to kids and you hear those families and and it's, it's just a bit of an inspiration. I think to people around this place to sort of go a bit harder and, you know, we've had plenty of people, um, involved in in the charity and, um, and it just seems to, I don't know what it is. It just seems to spark the team up here and, and they all seem to get really, really excited about it. So yeah, I think for us, it's a, we've got to find ways to give back and, um, and in our brand now, you know, we talk about crusading, but crusading with heart. Um, and the best way you can crusade with heart is to actually do something for people in your community and um, for a cause. And, and for us, we're really excited to be involved in this.
3: The success the Crusaders have produced uh, throughout the years, uh, Colin, uh, is this? can you draw a link to that community connection? Is this all part of
4: what you've been doing and the connection to the community? I think it's quite interesting, isn't it? You know, you think about the place, and you know it better than anybody, mate. Yeah. Um, but you think about the place, um, it, it, what it's like, and what it's like to be here. And I remember listening to Richie McCaw tell a story about uh, what motivated the team to, to perform as well as it did uh, after the earthquakes. And one of the things was that the players, and the management, and the board, and everybody else, the staff, all decided that at that time, the best thing they could do was was represent and do the best thing they could do for the community, inspire people to get out of bed each day, even though they were you know, still suffering aftershocks and things like that. So there, they felt that they had to play for something bigger than themselves. And I think that's, uh, you know, a lot of people in this organisation, I see them behave that way all the time. They want to do something yeah. more than being about themselves. And you're a classic example, mate. I think the stuff that you've done, um, you know post your career and um talking about mental health and and um and speaking for causes like this you know when you 're doing something for 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 more than yourself it's pretty um you know it's it's it makes you feel better about life you, you, you know the gratitude yeah. that comes from it makes you feel better and I think it makes you perform better as well, that's, that's my, my sense.
2: Yeah, more than an athlete, you're dead right, Cole. Hey, Australasia's best sporting team is an interesting award. Um, how informed are you on the way it's decided because it looks like it's pretty data-driven?
4: It, it is. So um, Simon and Ben, uh, Simon, I jestfully described him as a nerd yesterday but it was a sign of respect. <laughs> the, guy knows, um, the guy knows more about uh, most sports um, than most people so you know quite often somebody will say something and then he'll actually just throw five or six um, uh, statistics at you to suggest that maybe your opinion is, is wrong or, or or just needs a bit of testing so but they we we use them a bit at a board level to make sure that we're thinking about the long-term future of the organizations so and not not it's not about you don't use it so much in season um, for us we we try and think long term, and so are we setting the organisation up as best as it possibly can be to help the coaches and the athletes perform the best they can on the park. And and a lot of the stuff that the ABST speaks to is that long run mindset. And and I think that's the bit that um, that's a bit that all, all their stats. They talk about things like cohesion and teamwork. Well, to mm. for those things to work, you've got to have great academies, great people. Um you've got to have athletes first, you've got to have um, you've got to have long run view of things and, and if you do put a lot of that stuff together for a long period of time from the, the original period of when this organization was set up, you, you know that's the outcome you get. so we're really proud of the award, but I think it also tells us we've got to just keep um, thinking about how can we get better tomorrow than we are today. and um, and so yeah, a bit of pressure on to to stay ahead.
3: Well, staying ahead is what you've had to do, Cole, because we remember when you first signed up, everything happened in, in waves and you just got hit full front on. So how proud are you right now? Of the backroom, there's a lot of focus on the team and, and the Razor and the results that they're getting, but there's no real understanding of what's been going on in, in the backroom and what you've had to do and what you've had to overcome. So how proud are you of the team in the backroom and, and the work they've been doing and and focusing on on their well being as well.
4: I think very proud is the is the, the best I could say. Mm. As the the, the um, and you've been around and you you yourself were very good at connecting with the people in the back office and and people in this organisation are good at that. That they really try their hardest to get to know mm. everybody, not just the person inside or outside of them on the paddock. And you, you just see the amount of work and effort that goes in and uh Willie Hines when he got back um and I caught up with him not too long ago and we were actually doing this little function at the best rugby club in town Burnside and we we're doing this little function there and <laughs> um and, and I asked him the question um uh you know what is it about this place why do you enjoy it and he talked about all in he said that his observation of people around the environment is everybody is all in so it's not just the um yeah. you know it's not just the, the people at the on the field, it's it's all the staff. And, um, you know, to, to the cleaners, um, they're, they're just, you know, everybody here is all in. And, and you know, it's it, 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 the, the excitement. They, they serve the team because they know the mm. team serves a higher purpose. Um, but, uh, yeah, just all in. That that seems to be the best way to describe it.
2: Hey, Cole, the season coming up with um, Super Rugby, I guess we've got to ask the question, you know, are, are you capitalising on all of this razor talk, you know, and do you still have him, like, locked down? Or is there something that you want to tell us?
4: <laughs> now, he's, he, he's contracted uh, 23 and 24, but he has a, an ability to exit in 24. So so we're, we're just... You wouldn't think, if you see the way that the coaching team and the players are conducting themselves at the moment, you wouldn't think that there is any distraction. He is just... Um, he's just focusing on on this next season uh, on 2023, and absolutely, you know, laser like focus on it. And, and the rest of the group are exactly the same. Now, we all know how good he is at handling distractions and things like that. So he'll <laughs> pop in the office and have a, bit of a chat and sort of a download in it. But 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 frankly, um, I, I think he's committed to the organisation today as what he was when he played his first game for it as well. So. Um the, the the big thing is um, he, he's done an exceptional job of growing people around him as well. So the coaching group yeah. that's around here is, um, I love watching them work. I love watching them challenge and test each other and encourage each other and get excited by getting out on the grass. So so I think whatever happens, uh, we're confident um, that, that the work's been done about the whole group. Again, that sort of long-run mindset, and, and Ray's got it as much as anybody else.
3: What I love is, is your ability to give inexperience. I'm only speaking from Jimmy Marr, who's James Marshall, who's only just finished, um, an opportunity at the highest level, and that's what I love. So how have they um, transitioned into the coaching realm? you got Dan Perrin, you got James Marshall coming in. How, how's that kind of going?
4: But they, they look like they're having a lot of fun. Um, uh, they keep me well locked out of the office, uh, so that I'm not uh, licking the windows and uh, and and joining in too much. I think um, Jason took the iPad off me um, uh, when he went to the All Blacks gig and said, "I'm never allowed to uh, get out on the park and 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 video ever again." Um, and so <laughs> and so, every, I, I, I I watch from a distance. But you know, genuinely, those guys um, contributing. Uh, from day one. And again, that's something yep. else we learned about ourselves with that brand. Where, you know, you, you, you expect people uh, and you encourage people to give all of themselves from the moment they arrive and they're contributing from day one. Both GP uh, and Jimmy, they look really, really, they look like they've been there for years. Then the other one for me is Tom Tum T. Ellison. You know, oh, um, I, I love him and his work and, and I think about the, the, the quality of his work um, and uh, how good he's been and how confident and um, and how much leadership he's oozing uh, in the environment now. So we're very, very lucky with the quality of people we've got, no doubt about it. Yeah,
3: beautiful, mate. We appreciate you coming on, Cole. Just quickly before we let you go, what date are we doing this run and how can we and our listeners show our support for the long run?
4: So long run, mate, 27th of January um, uh, on Friday. I think it's the last day of the school holiday, so... Um, yep. and, and it's So, so 27th of January, 153 laps around rugby and Melbourne Park, as you said. There's going to be mm. music, inflatables, food trucks, coffee cart, skills and drill session. We'll have some crusaders and some matatu players um, will pop nice. over and, and be involved. So, um, so there'll be plenty of people around. And I, I guess just come and enjoy the environment. But if you feel like you can, can get a lap in just to offer some support and carry the baton for one of those 153, that would be much appreciated as well. And then there's the opportunity for people to, um, to kickstart some fundraising. You, you can go onto our website, you open up your own, um, give it a little page, so you raise your own money um, uh, yep. if, if you're keen to try and do as many laps as you possibly can as well. So so 27th of January, that's the big day.
3: Beautiful, 27th of Jan, 6am start, and throughout the day, 153 laps raising money for child cancer. Thank you so much, mate. Appreciate your time, Colin, and Merry Christmas to you and the team. Enjoy the break, and we'll see you back for another crusade.
4: <laughs> Thanks, mate. Same to you too.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Always good to talk to the old boss. Look at that. Look at
2: that jersey behind you there, is he.
3: Yeah, staring at you. You still got that Crusader, Crusader one four nine. How many? Um, how, how many games did you play? I played one hundred and sixteen Super, but I played only ninety one for Crusaders. I missed out nine. Yeah, but I got too many injuries.
0: A long time though at Rugby Park. Like you Colin kept referencing it. You understand the identity of, and and you were
3: there.
0: Were you there during the earthquakes?
3: Yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. I was. I just left training. I was driving down the road and turned the corner, and I thought, "Wow!" Popped my tyre. Pulled over, and there was about three hundred tsunami waves, but just the road waves coming mm. at me. Scary, man. So scary. <laughs> and that, and that <sighs> connection, like that, it does
0: have with the community there, and and then the the terror attack, as Colin mentioned as well. So there is a. Well, we had that.
3: We had the Pike River. Like there was just mm. planning going on. Down here, we've had it all, and it's crazy. It's yeah. When you go through the years, I don't know. That's why they are
2: tough down here. And the 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 thing he was talking about about the all in, you know, like it's so hard mm. to get not just a a team all on the same page, but the whole organisation on the same page as well. And and genuine, I genuinely believed him that when he said it was all about everyone being, and that's what you know um, we have down here. That the Crusaders actually do that—that's why they, you know,
3: continually at the top. Me, we, me, we, 2017, me and we, all together. That was our San.
0: Makes sense. 21 minutes past eight o'clock and resilience, just as a playing group and as a region as well. 21 minutes past eight o'clock. So many good text messages here on our golf courses. We will get to them, but you can keep them coming in. Which golf course are we playing this summer? Where's the invite? Go on. Let us know. Anywhere around Aotearoa. Someone say Stewart Island. I've played the Stewart Island golf course, the, the 12 holes they have up there. Have you? Yeah. I have. What's that like? Uh, like a paddock, but it's the most beautiful <laughs> paddock, and it's cold and windy. <laughs> yeah, me, I would have had to have taken a driver off the deck if I wanted to go 200 <laughs> into that wind. Uh, 22 minutes past eight. Like, here with Kim's house, Great savings every day. 27 minutes past 8 o'clock, but i better throw it across to Izzy to do this next part, because he has got TAB tattooed on his forehead.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, hello my fellow work colleague, how you doing, Paul (laughs) Imwani? I'm good, thanks Izzy. Uh, it's your football correspondent here, uh, Lionel Messi. What's he, part? Argentina, favourite? So I've got a wee uh, power play for you that's just been boosted. Lionel Messi to score any time and Croatia to lose nil. $5.25 boosted.
6: Yeah, it has been very well backed by punters as well. Are, are you one of those punters who have jumped on that one, is he?
3: I am. Gamble responsibly, R18. Yeah. <laughs>
6: Indeed, very good. Um, so, as you mentioned, the Football World Cup, we're at to the semi-final stage. Um, Argentina, Croatia, and France, and Morocco. Uh, we've got all the odds up for both of those matches there. Um, also, the outright winner book as well, where um, Argentina are currently 275 second favourites. Uh, sorry, no, they're not. They're 250 second favourites to win the Football World Cup. Um, And I just wanted to mention to you guys as well, we've got the 12 Days of Sportsmas. Um, That runs from yesterday right through to December 23. We'll be sending an email out to all uh, eligible TAB customers. So if you are a TAB customer, make sure uh, you've ticked the box that allows us to send you an email. And every morning we'll be sending an email out to all those eligible customers. And there will be all sorts to win, bonus bets, prizes, prizes. Uh, links to boosted odds. Um, so, Paulie. Uh, yeah,
0: I'm just waiting. Yesterday, I was told. I, my little ball ball told me. It, hey, was that what they called <laughs> ball balls? They told me that. It told, it doesn't quite sound right. Ball balls. Ball ball
6: balls. Yeah. B- ball balls. Ball, balls?
0: ball, balls. ball balls. Yeah. 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 I <laughs> oh, no. You got well, your email yesterday. We've lost Kimby. I clicked on the ball ball, and yeah. it told me that I was one of potentially going to be one of 10 people to win a $500 bonus bet so I'm just wondering when that's going to land in my account
6: <laughs> so that uh, draw for the 10 five, $500 bonus bets happens today at approximately 10 o'clock there we go the boys are just letting me know <laughs> 10 o'clock that gets drawn so <laughs> can you all the pass on my account winners, number yeah <laughs> double eight
5: five <laughs> you write this down <laughs>
6: Haven't you already got enough money in there with the Quadi Crush <laughs> uh, funds that you've stashed? That's not mine, and
0: we didn't get a no big enough slice of it in the weekend, so we do need to do some work there as well. Now, I love I love the uh, sportsmith's idea, and Kimpy, I think, got himself a ten dollar bonus bet for a football World Cup. Was it this
2: sort of? Yep, football World Cup, uh, ten dollar bonus bet. When I uh, hit the uh, ball, ball, and, ball Yep. it's, oh, it's all working, Paulie. Snuck one probably. past the keeper. Snuck one yeah. past the keeper. Yeah. Definitely on said They snuck one past the keeper. Thanks, Paulie.
3: <laughs>
6: <laughs> oh, jeepers creepers. Anyway, Kylian Mbappé, he's the favourite for the Golden Boot boys. On uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> five goals at the moment, Lionel Messi and Olivia Giroud both having four goals. So it's all happening at the World Cup. Hoping for a big, big semi-final tomorrow morning around 8 o'clock. Argentina, Croatia. Argentina, dollar forty to qualify. Croatia, two eighty-seven. Well
0: done, Gimpy. <laughs> You're the best, Pauly. Thank you, Paulie. Very good. T-A-B. Oh,
3: Paulie. Snuck one oh. pass. R-A-T-E-N-Gamble responsibly. 29 oh, but Where do I find th- this? I want to go on this thing. Go to your, go to your email.
2: Know. Go to your email. Go to your Christmas tree. So, you know, your T-A-B, they send you those bonus bits. It goes to your email. And they, they keep saying... Izzy, hey, put $150 in the account and you get a $50 bonus fee. You know that email? (laughs) Nah, I don't get it. Oh, yeah. You've got to go and tick the box, mate, and they'll send you emails. (laughs) Okay. And then click the ball ball.
0: 28 and a half away from nine o'clock. So many text messages. We'll get to those and talk a little bit of love racing.nz after this. Here's other with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. 27 away from nine o'clock. Ah, so much going on. Including some really good texts here steaming through. Plenty to come before I'll tell the you a end of, of good, the show.
2: I'll tell you a couple of good golf courses. Down in my hometown, small small hometown, about 6,000 people, we've got a couple of really good uh, courses down there. One of is a Lynx course. And right on the beach, and just a little bit further up the road, about five k's, you've got Manukorihi, which is a, a really, really nice, um, nice shaped out course and some and some farmland up there. So if you ever get down there, uh, I think it's about mate. I don't remember pay five bucks a game or something like that down there. Oh, like a little charity, like a
0: little donation box. Hey, or but it's
2: it? it's a, actually a really nice course and great club. Great club.
0: Is you would have played some ripping clubs around the South Island in
3: particular. Have you ever... Yeah, Balmachian's Balma a good one. I think that's the Otago Golf Club. Very hilly, but it's a nice, good golf course. So I really enjoyed that when I played down there in, uh, in Dunedin. Um, there's plenty around Christchurch. If you're a golfer in Christchurch, you've got so many to choose from. Shirley, Rustley, Herewood, Templeton, Clearwater, Pegasus, Terrace Downs. Oh, mate, there's so many. So many good golf clubs here. That we're very, very lucky. Bridge Pan, Hawks Bay. I've never played Paraparaumu Beach Golf Club. By far the toughest links course in NZ. I know Caelan um, Ponga played it when he came over, but never played there. Yeah,
0: Pinner's home track as well. Um, mm. oh, Tiger Woods obviously played there back in the day as well. That's the, the claim to yeah. fame, um, which is pretty bloody cool. Timarua Golf Club in Upper Hutt. The best opening hole anywhere in the country, says this number, which is actually an Australian number. Interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Must be a bit of, yeah, a bit cool. of tourism. Uh, Otago Golf Club, you'll see me mowing some lasers, lads. That's from Brad. <laughs> Get on your Brad. Mitch Kalich, you got second in the New Zealand am- Amateurs here back in November as well. Jeezy can play. That's from Brad. So he's obviously
3: a hell of a golfer, is mm. he? He's a hell of a golfer, yep. He's very, very talented. And Brad, I'm going to have to start asking Neeps. Is he? We've had so many people inquiring about, about their bonus bets. And maybe Neeps is sneaking them in his own <laughs> oh. We've been paying them, Daggy We've been paying them, mate
0: Where's <laughs> <laughs> the quiet ones? A Huntley Golf Clubs. You're, you're always welcome, brothers That's from Brett, good man, Brett Appreciate that Actually, here's a text Here's a text It's from It's from Matt And, Matt, this is an interesting question I need some advice I've been super cold on the punt recently Can relate but I've been given a lifeline courtesy of opening Staffy's Vault yesterday. $500 in bonus bets. $10 $50 bonus bets. How do I play this? Find a 10-horse field and hope a ruffie comes in. Back all four teams left in the World Cup. 10 horses, 10 individual races. Cheers, Matt Blenheim. Well, if you were Michael Guerin, you would back multiple horses in a race and just take the profit. And it depends how much you need the bucks, really, Matt. My philosophy on this sort of thing would be, well, it's not your money in the first place, so why don't you try and have a nice collect? Because you're not actually ever going to lose anything. I kind
3: of think that might be similar to you, is Izzy. Yeah, mate, 100%. I'll be throwing the nicest, responsible multi together possible and uh, trying to win big, gear yeah, because it's not my money. So Swing for the fences. Kimpy. yeah. You? Same. Swing. Same.
2: So why don't we do that? Why don't we pick one for Saturday A couple of races on Saturday Hey, hey, Matt. Do you trust us?
3: <laughs> Mark did last week. <laughs> Just didn't follow do you us you trust us to build your multi? Let us know, but I'll oh, happily go find your leg. What what I... twenty five boosted one? you ever ever heard of a little footballer
0: called Lionel Messi Uh, what I'd do to be honest is I'd just find I'd just do form I'd sit myself down for two hours I'd go through all the fields on a Saturday when the tracks say I did four or five and then I'd just pick a $3.50 shot that I think should be $2.50 and I'd just try and triple it like that that's what I'd do but anyway then you've got to be able to do form and actually give yourself the time to do it otherwise you could just Back every horse in a race or back every football team at a World Cup, but it's a little bit boring like that. And I kind of think if it's not your money, you should enjoy it. Anyway, it's a good question. Appreciate it. South Head, Tiger played up there and his now a patron. I think that's Steve Williams's course. Where
3: is that? South Head. It's um, Kaipara. Yeah, kind of like North West Auckland. Oh, right? I've never played there. South Head. I love that. There's so many courses in NZ. We're so lucky. So lucky. There's a couple I'm going to play over summer. Love to get up there and. Get some golf going I'm Playing today Playing Clearwater with Davey Harvely after this And a couple other boys So we're going to have a week That's about one mm, Turn the recorder
0: on uh, <laughs> <laughs> Crus- Crusader number 149 Do you know, remember what Highlander number oh, you Oh
3: don't ask
0: me this question I'm
3: hoping you did delete that I should have taken it off <laughs>
0: uh, Watch this space We'll find uh, out I'll Google yeah, it Yeah I'll find it
3: It's <laughs> oh, bad eh
0: 21 away from nine. Sorry. Uh, get the rest of your messages <laughs> nah, and talk some <laughs> talk some racing up after this. LoveRacing.nz. We'll cover off some races, maybe do a little bit of dreaming about Cinerama. It says you give me breakfast. I don't mind these odds away. 16 minutes away from nine o'clock. We picked two teams each, you know, work sweepstake, and I got both Croatia and Argentina. Same semi final. Cheers, Chris and Carpety. Wow. You're not really losing, then, are you, Chris? You're going to have a, a team that makes the final, and then you just back the other team. So that's a hell of an effort. Um, do you have the number, Daggy? I
3: can't find it. <laughs> I've been looking for so long, and I can't find it on Mr. Google. So I'm going to have to text Joey um, Wheeler, and he'll go have a look at the wall. But it's that's poor for me. I know all the other numbers. It's just been so long. So long. Okay, we'll keep doing digging. There is a good
0: message. I don't even know my
3: Hawke's Bay number, too. <laughs> oh, you didn't have to confess that. <laughs> Someone oh, will make myself feel better. <laughs> some, some, some feel will, bad. Someone
0: will tell you. Hey, actually, why, why, why don't we just ask? Does anybody know Hi- Izzy's Highlander number? Double eight, double three, or Hawks Bay, Magpies, help us out here. This is a great text. Izzy, Kempi, just finishing the third at Paraparouma as I listened to the show. Played about 300 rounds over the last 12 months. Come on up and I'll show you around
3: living the dream. That's Zane. Wow, Zane. Unreal. How you going, bud? playing the third at Paraparaumu, I heard it's a really good course. Hard, but really enjoyable. So I'll take you up on that if I'm ever, if I'm ever up there, mate. Beautiful.
0: Well, Cookie backs you up there. Played last lost 13 balls and managed to slice two into the carpool 25 years ago and never went back. There you go, <laughs> Cookie. Well done. I actually, my, I lost, I'm not kidding, this is pretty embarrassing, 13, not, not quite 13, I lost nine balls at Jack's uh, point. Down there in Queenstown, nine, the tussocks. You just As soon as they go into a tussock, you cannot get them back. It cost me a fortune I'm trying to stock my bag back up again. That was pretty embarrassing. Anyway, uh, Kempe, Cinerama, in the weekend. You were on track, and I didn't get to talk to you about it yesterday, but loveracing.nz, I've been back and watched the replay. We were just talking off air, the ride of Craig Grills.
2: Oh, superb, absolutely to a T, um, especially if you you know, as you know, Louis, the, the race before when Priest de Fur had the run um, around, around them and, and down the straight, nice clear run, and, and she had to come out because Grilsey had taken her up the inside and she couldn't get a run and just got beaten by a couple of strides. So um he knew not to do that this time we just took her around and got her out you know that was the thing that we we're worried about you know as we have been that she might not jump at the last two races she's got out this one on the weekend she got out really well and then um found himself a bit of space coming around the tarapa bend and pulled her out and just let her down and she you know it was a, i was sitting next to alan in the in the winner's room at uh, tarapa did you watch the race with him I watched it sat right next – it's really interesting when you're sitting next to him because he's talking you through it. Talk us through it. Yeah, so um I was actually up in Mark Walker's box up at Talco, um, with ALB and that, and we're having a having a beer and a sandwich up there, and then uh, I actually missed the, all the prelim because I was talking up there to the boys. And then I was like, oh, man, I better get downstairs. The pause is just about the jump. So I ran downstairs. I'd phoned Alan on the way. He said, oh, I'm down here in the – in the winter circle. So, you know, a little box down there and I've gone in there and I just sat next to him. And uh, you know, how are you feeling? He's going, yep, yeah, no, we've done what we can now, you know, it's up to Grillsy," and just jumped out. And uh, yeah, he's going, yep, yeah. she's jumped out. We've got her in a really nice spot here. And we talking away and I'm going, yeah, she's looking good. And he's going, yep, yeah, no, she's traveling. She's traveling. She's fine. And then, as he's come around the corner, he's gone. Yep, he's taking her out. Get her out now, boy. Yeah, because that's how they talk. Get her out now, boy. Yep, yeah, there he. And he just, we're well, about two hundred and fifty metres out. He goes, she's home. He could tell. He could tell by looking at it that it was basically all over that's it and he just he basically didn't look at the rest of the end of the race he just looked at me and goes it's not bad eh <laughs> <laughs> and I just started running know, commentary and I'm just sitting there and I'm yeah you because know, I get a little bit loud in there when it's coming I'm going go girl go girl go girl and I'm the one making all the noise in there and Alan's looking at me you know so he he knew at the 250 that uh, Grilsey had done enough on her to, to get her home and Alan had prepared her well and it um, was good to see the team come up from Taranaki. They travelled up, so we were all up there. The first time we've been together for a long time. Um, yeah, and then yeah, all the all the dishes to talk got handed out. We all had a chat, and that was it. Went and had a um, actually had a had a couple of champers with Mark Chudik's young boy George. Yeah, man, what a champion! What a what a champ! Yeah, yeah, so he was there, and it was uh, a Kubra. Um, you know, I don't know why he had the Kubra on because it was person down with rain,
0: he's hard case. but he was
2: a, such a polite young man, uh, had a really good chat to him and he was in the box with us. Um, yeah, just told him to tell his old man we were coming up to the Waitara Bar because that's what he's named, the, the local bar, <laughs> at, his, at his mansion after Alan Sherrick. Um But yeah, it was just a really good day. And then, you know, I had a, had a little bit of a celebration and then, yep, it was a track back home. So it's all now gearing for the Zabil on Boxing Day, and let's just hope everything
3: goes mm. well. Oof, beautiful Kempi, hey! Eh? Another little payday for Uncle Kempe Get going towards that Sheve, Chevelle. Chevelle, Ooh. 69, yeah, you 350 it. Cleve. Man, if you knock off that Zabil,
0: it's $320,000 prize money, and so I think about 200 of that were just under first place,
2: so... Yep, be a nice little... nice little. Um, well, the best thing about that, Louie, was that it was more black type and she's in foal to a Tarzino, so... Oh, mate.
0: That foal, I know you would never sell it, but if that foal comes out correct, if you add a little Tarzino cult out of Cinerama, yeah, but we should... We—it's not even any point talking about it because it'd be racing in those black and white, won't it?
3: Watch out, pango!
2: Oh, mate.
3: Big, big decisions.
2: Yeah, they are. They are big decisions. It's racing, and that's a... You know, one of the things that... Just to to cap all that conversation off, but one of the things that Alan always says is it's racing, mate. You know, it's racing, so don't get too confident with it all. You know, things can go as well as you you can. You prepared it and all that sort of stuff, and you still... Can't get across the line. So we've always had that um mindset as well, you know.
0: Just good white at the lads. Absolutely carving it up with Cinerama. It was so cool to see her let down the way she did. Uh Paddy's text and reckons that
3: you're one five four. There you go. One five four. I knew it was close. One four nine, one five four. One four nine Christmas one five four. Highlanders, 1101 All Blacks, and Hawke's Bay. Well, James, I am Hawke's Bay all day, but it's okay. I only played 50 games for them, mate. I'll always be Hawke's Bay, but yeah. I don't even know if we did get a number for Hawke's Bay. Might be, yeah. So that's probably the reason why. Mm.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm sure just saying the happen. same thing. I
3: don't know if I got one
2: in Taranaki mm. either. You know, I definitely got one in Newcastle. I think I'm 18. Mm. Yeah, man. That's pretty cool. I'm in the top 20. 18? Wow. 18. 18. I think I'm, I'm, think I'm numbered. 18. So, because um, I was it Was that the first year? First year Newcastle ever played in the comp. Oh, that is very cool. Yeah. What's, what's even better is that the number one jersey is tucked away somewhere. First? The very first jersey. And you remember back in those days, you were not allowed to take the jerseys home. You had to hand it in after every game, and it got washed, and you put it back on the you, following you, week. You remember that, Izzy?
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we used to hand it. We used to hand every every jersey for Crusaders, hand it back. In oh, okay. the year, get one. You don't get to keep the Super Rugby. You got to hand those in every game. Only ones you get to keep is an international. Oh, okay, yeah, no, that's amazing, it And actually,
0: speaking of tomorrow morning, Maddie Johns.
2: Matty Johns, yeah. So as you know, he uh, threw it out there yesterday in the in the breakfast show, that um, what the the punters wanted to, to listen to, and we had a heap of people come and say J Mac, like a heap of people come and say J Mac, and we we possibly could get J Mac, though. And then there was a few league people saying Mark Graham and Graham Lowe and and then a heap coming and I said, well, what about Matty Johns? So I spoke to Maddie Johns yesterday afternoon. It was funny, mate, because he goes, because first of all, I said, hey, Maddie can you get Russell Crowe? Yeah. <laughs> 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 he, he goes, nah, mate, he's really hard to get, he's really hard to get these days. And I was like, oh, no, that's really cool. And then I text back and I said, mate, what about you? Come back on the show. He goes, yeah, mate, no worries. Because that's what he says. He's like, yeah, mate, no worries. And, um, he goes, what time? And I said, oh, can you do 9.30 our time? And I was talking to him. It was about 5 o'clock yesterday afternoon. So about 3 o'clock in the afternoon and Aussie. And I said, oh, 9.30 our time. And he goes, uh, yeah, I'll just go to bed now.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: 7.30. He's always said that. He's very good to us. So Maddie Johns tomorrow, we're going to go sort that out, pre-record it. We're going to catch up with Ricardo after this to wrap up the show.